What's up, dude? Good to see you. What's up, buddy? How, How you doing? doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for play. dude. Thanks for coming a few minutes early. No, no, of course. Comics, if you're listening or watching, take note. Look at that. Look at that. Little nice. A little nice. Yeah, we're wow. good. Andrew Ginsberg. Good to see you, bro. Thanks so much for coming back on the pod, bro. Is this time Ted, number three? Ted, it's my third appearance. I got a little coffee on your, know, on your table. Just, I noticed I'm that. nervous about it. I'm Is sorry. Is that oat milk or almond milk? What kind of milk? It's half that? and half, which I know you can't stand. Came from a, a cow. Yeah, we, might, we might have to restart this it's episode, old, bro. We're cutting this part out. Ultra just I'll, get you, I'll get you a little uh, napkin. Sorry Hold about on. that. I, mean, I, I don't mean to disrespect your home. I'm here in... Dude, there's been worse on that table, I'll tell you that. Ah, I bet. All right, I'm getting myself lounging here. Thank you, sir. Yes. See, I, I show up in this man's home and I just spilled you know half what? and no, half. Dude, you know, but you were early. So yeah. now we're here. <laughs> What's up, Andrew Ginsburg? Good to see you, Ted Good Jones. Thanks you. for having me back. What's up, man? Of course, dude. dude. I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked to be here. I really Third appearance on the Ted Jones podcast. You know what, dude? I'm actually happy to have you, man. You always have a nice uh, smile on your face and you're a good, uh, you're a good hang. You're a good talk to. Hell which yeah. is very valuable, I think, in the comedic industry, right? Because we... Um, we work with a lot of people who maybe are like a one trick pony. You yeah. Know, they're yeah, very yeah. funny on stage. They got the one liners, but then when you go up and talk to them after yeah. they're set, you know, maybe they're not as friendly as they were on I'm stage. I'm not that guy, Ted. You know, yeah, you got I, both the best of both worlds, I'd say. I, I like to I like to kick it too. I, I like being on someone's couch talking into a microphone. You know, absolutely, man. Is, is How, this position good? Sorry. I mean, you pull it back. You pull it back. Put your uh, back back can here. I go, can I go like we'll this? get you a little can I lounge like How's this? How's that, bro? Put those arms now out. I'm lounging. Now you're Thank good? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, how's the sober journey going? Dude, it's good. It continues on, you know. Uh, I uh, I haven't had a drink. You want to know about that? I haven't had a drink in a couple of years, two and a half, which is cool. It's April Fool's Day, you know. So. <laughs> but you're serious about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what do you yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, April, it's April Fool's Day. I drink day, every day. You know it's all I mean? a, yeah, yeah. I was all leading up to I April Fool's confused. Day 2023. I wanted it to reveal the big joke. <laughs> I've been drinking the whole time. <laughs> Is it you find it's a daily journey? Or, Is it a daily journey? You know what I mean? Like some people in the past, if they had an addiction or something, they're like, every day I got to yeah. bust through. Do you feel like that? It's I, the same I, with alcohol or no? Nah, nah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a every day I make a decision not to drink, I would say. But uh, I think generally, sometimes it's on more autopilot than others. I, listen, this is a funny story. I was actually just thinking about this on the way over here, so it's timely that you asked. I was, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't get like a desire to drink very often, but uh, it's like, you know, if you if you were like, hey, man, like, uh, hey, you want to come on a private jet with me and go to Vegas and drink champagne all week? I'd be like, nah, I'm, I don't want to do that. You know what you I mean? You wouldn't even come on the jet? I'd come, but say you were like, we're going to party. We have to party. I'd be like, no, uh, I'd be like, like you I can't w- come on the jet unless you're partying. Yeah, like we're partying on the jet. Party makes fucking Doritos flying, yeah, yeah, champagne, well, <laughs> Dom Perignon. Well, I'm yeah, saying the, yeah. it's a private I, jet. The three things you need for a good party, a private jet, uh, <laughs> Doritos party mix, and champagne, Dom Perignon. That's right. You know how to fucking get down. There dude. you go. But I would say no to that. But for me, it's like if like two sad guys are like, hey, man, like this, this dude just left a bunch of beers in a garbage bag outside of his car. No one's even touching him. You want to drink them behind a dumpster? Like, that's what I'm like. I do want to do. that. Well, that's dude. probably it's how your mindset hard. was, though, in the past when you were drinking. You were like, yeah. I'll kind of drink anything and party whenever. <laughs> well, I like to drink. Uh, my, my, my favorite way to drink is with uh, just depressed guys uh, alone behind a dumpster. You know, that's what that's the shit that I miss. But not yeah. really. So, it's, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. but that's, that's where and I'll get kind of like a, And it's also like a kind of vibe that you wouldn't really be presented with nowadays with all this shit that you're <laughs> doing and all the good things that you're doing in your in your life, right? Like you wouldn't yeah. be presented with that situation. Not, not incredibly often. I mean, it happens like, of course, 
because we spend so much time in bars, you know, with the yeah. comedy and stuff, it'll happen where people are like, hey, man, you, you we were going to sit in the storage closet and drink beers till four. <laughs> and, you wanna, and I'll be like, damn, dude, that sounds pretty amazing. But, and especially uh, how people celebrate with well, comics in general. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I did a couple sets tonight. Did well. Yeah. Let me uh, drink a few whiskeys or whatever that is. Like, <laughs> bro, in college, the amount of drinks I was drinking a week, I must have been drinking... I don't know what, 4, 30, 30, 30 to 40 drinks a week. Nice. You know, because some <laughs> nights that we'd have nickel night where you'd go to the bar and you yeah. get four drinks for a dollar. So <laughs> me and three of my boys would just plant out at the bar for an hour and we'd each be like eight drinks deep. Dude, at 7.30, I'd be passed out, lights on, shoes on in my <laughs> dorm room. That kind of situation. Like That's how much I was drinking. Yeah. And nowadays, like I never pressured to drink. Like I won't drink alone. I never have alcohol oh. in, the, in the apartment. But going on like first dates, bro, that's tough to not drink drink have you been handling that well yeah you just switch you just do coffee dates dude it's tough ted jones it's tough out there it is freaking tough the ladies these days you know meeting them online whatever bro i I just like you know here's the thing i've reached a point in my life where i want to date i guess right do you feel that way do you want to date no, you don't no, want to date. You're no, done. Right. No, no, no. Are you I don't know if I'm done, you bro. You strike me as a Am girlfriend a girl? guy. No, 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 no. Like a I guy mean, who I... gets a girlfriend for four years and doesn't talk no, to any of his that's, friends. That's it. <laughs> and then he's like, and then they break I'm... up and it's like, hey, I'm back. And I was like, dude, we hate you now. <laughs> yeah, Are you I, that guy? I think I, think I had uh, a few girlfriends like that, though, yeah. where it was like, all right, for three to six months, I've just like, I've transformed uh-huh. and I would just all be all about that particular girl. Yeah. But I haven't had a girlfriend for real in like three years. Okay. Ever since I had my jaw surgery, that was a pretty transformed formative bro what's the word transformative yes transformative Transformative. moment in my life why i'd say just because like i couldn't really talk anymore i had a girlfriend at that particular time i was like a kanye story i was thinking about breaking (laughs) up with her she was great she was super young yeah this is the reason i have this scar here my my jaw was closed bro (laughs) and at that particular time i was just like not eating because i I don't know. I think I was like hallucinating from the drugs that they were giving me for my jaw surgery. Nice. And I had like a whole new kind of mindset. I was like, all right, I'm working at my dad's company. I want to do something different. So I started the podcast around that time. And then I haven't really had a girlfriend since around that time. Like I've been with females for maybe weeks, Mm -hmm. but not months or years. I tell you that. (laughs) So So you're, so you have this jaw surgery and you have a girlfriend. You're like, listen, I've been reflecting. I'm going to, we're going to break up and I'm going to start a podcast. Hey, that's it all right. Was, that, that's that's, but, that's the that's the normal trajectory. Yeah, I feel but, like of a millennial male. But I think before the surgery, it was like kind of <laughs> winding down. Like we had been dating for a um, year, and it was like kind of not working. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta let her fly, bro. I gotta let her fly. Yeah, you gotta let, let her out of her cage. <laughs> Tried to handle that as well as uh, well as possible, and I think I did. And I think at that point, I was like, all right, well. I got to focus on what I got to focus on. Hell you yeah. know? And that's like when you transform and you're like, All right, I got to stop drinking. I got to stop doing the old things that I was doing. Well, agreed. And, you know, I've reached a point in my life where I kind of know what I want and I live the way I live, which is like, hey, you know, I'm never home and I come home every night at three in the morning and, and I drink st- a lot of spindrift. I drink tons of spindrift and my whole life is pretty much sponsored by spindrift. I drink like probably 15 spindrifts a day, I would say. That one time I saw you on the street. Dare I say pop it up? I don't know if we can find this clip. So oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Dare I say pop it up? Uh, when I saw you on the street, dude, this is like one of the, this is like probably two years ago. Where so I it was like kind of in the beginning of doing man on the street. I was in a deep conversation with my friend about some serious topic on the, on the phone. And I just look up and there's like cameras in my face and it's you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I'm carrying the liquid death. I was like, Andrew Ginsburg, you do comedy, right? The guy's holding freaking 12 pack of uh, yeah. liquid. Well, it's a lifestyle, what was dude. called? Liquid water? Liquid no. death. Yeah, liquid death. Liquid I was water. on that. I was on liquid death before. Now liquid death. Everybody drinks liquid death. Yeah, bro. You watch any stream podcast. People were sponsored by it. liquid death. Okay. I was just drinking it. 
I, I, I'd hate to be this guy, but yeah. I knew about it before it became a thing. Spindrift I was on, too? Spindrift, yes. Well, okay. The history with Spindrift is the first time I ever saw Spindrift, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell this story. I used to eat at Sweet Green sometimes when I was a little younger, a couple of years ago. And I still it actually- It was hotter back then though. Seriously. It was hotter back then. Like three years ago, right before the surgery, bro, it was Sweet Green all day. Sweet Green all day. I, 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 if I'm going to eat a salad, I want it to cost $30. Cost that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want it to be, I want it to be expensive. And I want it to be all, I want, I want to know where each bit of lettuce came from, what farm in upstate New York. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that's why I was always a big spindrift guy. But, uh, sorry, spindrift. But the first place I saw Ooh, a spindrift yeah. was at Sweet, Sweet Green. Green. That was the first time I saw it. I had one. And back in those days, it wasn't widely distributed. I had to go find the places where they had it in bulk. And I used to get it. And I was addicted to it. But now it, it popped off. I'm a trendsetter with seltzers, dude. I wonder how big that collab was for Spindrift to like link on to Sweetgreen. Probably huge. Like that. Probably, probably huge. Because that, that same 15, day, <laughs> what? The, the, that same time, I remember John Mayer posted on Instagram Drinking that it was his favorite. Riff. It was oh, his favorite. Shit. Did he get paid for that though? Probably. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he gets paid for everything he does. Um, 15 calories though. And I think that was right around the time when people were like, all right, Sweetgreen fucks. Let's mm -hmm. have this little seltzer over here. Little 15 seltzer. calories. You know, I take it back. When I, I didn't mean to shit on Sweetgreen. Sweetgreen's good. I, I like yeah. uh, I like it there. When I'm there, I feel good. How do you I feel, feel like about I'm, other salad places in the city? Chopped or maybe a just salad? Uh, Are you a salad guy? I'm not a salad guy, honestly. But you lost a lot of weight. That's true. That's true. But I didn't do. I didn't. I didn't eat a lot of salads on that journey. Though. It was just like the stopping of drinking kind of allowed you to do that. And exercising. I run, you know, five, six miles a day. Let's go. Yeah, you know, I, I had like a to moment get after like that every day. for a little bit, bro. You you faster? Am not, I faster? Like, not like a running faster, like uh, not, not eating Not for eating, a intermittent yeah. faster? Yeah. I'm not actually, no. Interesting, okay. Uh, I have done it in the past. Yeah. But my, my general lifestyle is I run, I go as hard as I can. I try to eat something healthier for lunch. And then I just kind of eat whatever I can for dinner because I'm usually out. Well, whatever you can or whatever you want for dinner. No, like what, like you, because like with comedy, I, I don't like to eat uh, like, right before like you hours on. before I go on Me stage, too, bro. like multiple hours. Yeah. So, so then, the, <laughs> like the Ted Jones comedy show, bro, I won't eat before it. So no. the whole day until 8 p.m. I don't eat. Same. Like I'll, I'll eat probably. I have some spots. So tonight. that's intermittent. That's intermittent that's fasting. It, but, it's, it, but it's induced by comedy. It's not like I'm like. I'm, right. It's like if I didn't have the spots, I would eat. It's funny how comedy can make you so <laughs> healthy and so unhealthy at the same time, <laughs> just depending on how you kind of do it. You yeah. know, you're like chicken fingers right before you go on stage because you get the comedy discount. <laughs> then right after you're done, you get the four vodkas and whiskey. Yeah. What's going on over here? What is that? Oh, what is, sorry. Is it, show it, them? is it in your shot? Sorry. What? I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> just show this, is, this is just my um, portable. Your Swiss army knives? No, it's a, it's a portable uh, phone charger thing. And it was in my back pocket. Do you need to juice your phone? No, no, no. I just, it was in my back pocket and I put it, I put it over here. I, I tried to keep it away out of the can. I didn't want to sit on it the whole show. Right, right, right. Is it in the, is it in the shot? I don't It doesn't is matter. It, this is the best we're, one on the market, doing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, dude, we're doing free sponsors. This is the my charge, dude. Episode, this, dude. This shit Wait, is so you carry this around? I carry it around when I have a lot of spots. Okay, how much extra Not battery? Break, how, <laughs> how much extra battery does it have though? Like two hundred percent or something? Yeah, well, because like I'm hosting two shows tonight, and like Dude, the, the host has to have a charged phone. Flex. Two shows? That's hosting two that's shows. The most in important one thing is the is host. Is that even allowed? You gotta time the comics, and if your phone dies, you gotta have a backup. You know, that's what I'm about. Yeah, man. When you're hosting, you got your phone's got to be charged. If you're up. not the most prepared host for tonight, dude, I pal, told you I don't know who the shit is, dude. This is, I'm telling you, man. I uh, so I'm you're going punctual. Out the, you're all over the place tonight because it is. No, I'm not. Good. I'm not all over the place tonight. I'm you're not. going back home after. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, we'll see. I'm gonna go home, check on my kitty, shower or what? No, no, no. I'm showered. I'm ready for the it's day. Cold. I may not go back home. We'll Are see. you gonna eat today before your show? 
I'm going to eat after this podcast. My f- ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I won't eat probably until two. That's where you say the balance between eating healthy and then not eating healthy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Like today I woke up, I ate a banana, uh, drank a bunch of coffee, still drinking coffee, came to Ted Jones. I woke up at 12 p.m. and I went to sleep at 3 a.m. And then uh, later today I won't eat all day and then I'll eat at like two in the morning, which is not good. Okay. See, so that's that's the harmony right. there. That's yeah. the balance. I find that, I mean, for myself, I don't know how you guys feel listening and watching, but I, like after, once 6 p.m. hits, it's dangerous territory for me because like I will just eat whatever is in front of me from yeah. 6 p.m. to like 11.30 p.m. Me too. But if I, I wonder if, if that's I like a lot go on stage, though, then I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But then I'm that's starving like block. at the end of the night. And then I But eat. that's good for you, though, to be yeah. starving before you go on stage because then your energy's like, all right, where's the next joke? Yeah, you're, you're out of your burn, brain. Your brain's burning all the... Hitting the fat in your stomach. You know? All those omega threes. All the fucking omegs threes. That's know? right. Yeah, dude, I'm with it. Fuck yeah. Dude. I mean, I don't... Dude, the thing is like... All right, I just went to the doctor the other day. I did a f- full physical, full workup. I've lost 47 pounds Whoa! since 2020. If you're listening in Swiss list or wherever, Switzerland. 20, enjoy lost, that chocolate. Lost, yeah, enjoy Swiss the chocolate, chocolate. Enjoy the banks. I, that, are there Swiss banks? Swiss banks, that's all they have in Switzerland. Oh, oh, oh bro, I was thinking like water banks. Yes, no, no, no. Banks the, the whole, I, I, money, I, yeah. my, my, my opinion on Switzerland is that the whole country is only banks. And there's yes. one big hotel where Private everybody stays. But anyway, it's your yeah. blood. Excuse me. Go Sorry, ahead. I didn't mean to insult the Swiss no. listeners. <laughs> I, um, my blood. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, several years ago, I was uh, at risk for die. I was pre-diabetic. Uh, my liver was failing because I was drinking all the time. And now all those problems have been totally reversed. And the only thing is my cholesterol is a little high, but not too high where it's a problem. Higher than normal because I eat dumplings at two o'clock in the morning and uh, go out for Korean barbecue all the time. And do stuff like that. But so otherwise, salt. I'm pretty healthy. So I'm a salty guy. That's how I get down these days. I don't even want, I don't want cake. I don't want donuts, you know, ice cream. I'm not interested in dessert. I want savory. That's I how really I really wonder what's worse for you, man. The salt or the sugar? And you have to think it's that gotta probably be sugar because it's way more processed in and, factories and shit. Like salt, you can go in the water and just <laughs> go, go, fucking salt, you know? Hey, you can drink the ocean water. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how you go to the beach, but that's, uh, uh, I feel like that's got to be sugar because sugar is more, I think, aligned to the impact that a drug has on you. Like it's like doing, co- like you take a bunch of sugar, you're fucking bugging, you're wired, your brain wants more of it. Down. Then you come down, it spikes right. up. I feel yeah, like salt, salt is just really like, like that. Yeah. It's just heaven. You're just like, uh, or, or I need water. Yeah. I need some water. Was this just, the same doctor that you went to three years ago? Was she like, you need to stop drinking and knock it off with the. No, no, no. Snacks. I go to a fancy rich person doctor. Oh now. yeah. Yeah. So what, so the old, your old doctor thinks you're <laughs> unhealthy. Well, my old doctor was a web, uh, what, what, not a web MD. Fuck. What's the shitty doctors? The ones with all the worst, uh, you know, around the city. It's like the walk-in clinic. Oh, yeah, right, right. City I used MD, to go to City, city MD. MD as my regular Is doctor. Is that shitty? Yeah, it's uh, shitty. Right. They're yeah. like, yeah, they, I find, I mean. There's so many of them, they can't be good. No, nah, I just, they're not. My, my experience, I used to go there because I just, you know, what, I didn't care about my health. But then once I became a healthy guy, I was like, going to go to a normal doctor. I go to the kind of place now where it kind of looks like an Apple store, you know, but it's a doctor's office. Any, any place that they want to make it nice. You know, it's like, this is like a dentist, but elevated. It looks like an Apple store. Like that's like insurance companies sponsoring all these football stadiums. Mm -hmm. If all these insurance companies have this money to buy football stadiums, guarantee they don't give a shit about your health or whatever they're insuring. (laughs) You know, there's way too much money there for them to give a shit about it. Did you, (laughs) did you change your friend group? Like when you became more healthy, how did that look? Like for people who are looking to lose 47 pounds, what do they have to do different? Lose your friends first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those guys you're eating dumplings with at 2 a.m. Keep it sporadic. You got to keep it once once a week. You can't have fat people around you. You have to cut them all out. You know, all the, no, I'm just kidding. You, uh, 
Yeah, I, I lost friends through not drinking anymore. I didn't. I wouldn't say I lost them. They're still my friends. We just don't drink together anymore, and that was how we spent our time. So I don't see them that much. So yeah, I changed friend groups, but the, the there's a direct correlation between me quitting drinking and then how much time I spend doing comedy. So it's like it doesn't matter anyway because I don't see anybody anymore because I just do comedy now. So the only people I see largely are people who are doing stand up, and then I'll, I'll try my very best to see my closest friends from back in the day when I can. But otherwise, I feel like yeah, I I. I I had to change groups and I feel like a lot of comedians are health nuts now. It's, it's, it's like, I think people think of comedians as like coked out like people, but I, I feel like all the people that I mess with in the city, they're all kind of like sober into health sort of. So it's like, I hang out with them. So it's, it's a, uh, I don't know. No, I think it's kind of changed though. You know, within yeah. like the last 15 years, yeah, uh, comics are becoming more healthy, more health conscious. You're definitely, at least for me, I'm way funnier or better on stage or can think of my feet faster when I'm not killing myself uh, with drugs and alcohol and food. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, but, you know, really funny people, like, it's great if you like are like destroying yourself. Sometimes. You look at guys like Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. look at guys like Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Some, honestly, some of the best comedians of sure. all time. And then you, such, such beautiful art gets born out of like darkness. But then you think about guys today. Who can you really pick out of a bunch that reminds you of a Robin Williams doing cocaine all the time? Or a uh, guy who's drinking John Candy, not taking care of their body. There aren't really comics like that. And it seems like that kind of comedy isn't really in anymore. It's People not it. being separate self-deprecating being like yeah i'm fat i'm depressed i'm sad yeah. i'm gonna kill myself it's not really in anymore well, it's out dude you know it's it, the whole audiences have changed obviously like the uh like a younger audience like the new the gen z comedy audiences they want they don't know like they don't want that they, they they're they're conscious of of positive stuff and health and the Im impact of the world they 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 don't want it's not like the 80s like they don't want it that you know it's it's a different time it, it is a different time so and kind of explain what what your shows are like you know because it's different than a, than a standard comedy show yes like the village idiot shows yes yes uh well the village here's how i think about the village idiot shows they've been going on for two years at the juke bar in new york city every and wednesday every wednesday and if what makes it <laughs> it's it's a bar it's a show at a bar most importantly, but in the truest sense, like I don't pretend that it's like Isaac and I don't pretend that it's anything other than like it is a show. It's a very good show, but it's at a bar and we still we don't try to change that. Sometimes it's the best show, I think, around in the sense that we're like, oh, like we have this amazing lineup and the audience is all sitting around in the bar paying attention. And there's this brick wall behind us and it's like a comedy club and it's perfect. But some shows are in chaos and, in, and insane and people are just talking at the bar and nobody can get a joke out and everybody's bombing and the audience is wasted and nobody cares. And like, look, like there's things that we could do to not make it like that. But to me, that's what the village idiot is. Like, you don't know what you're going to get on any given Wednesday. And you I like think, that. You think going around and just telling everyone to be quiet is something that you can I do quickly do adjust. But what do you mean going around and making sure it's something different? Like, like if, if I wanted to, if week. we wanted to, we could be, first of all, we don't, we don't, it's a, it's a no cover show. And I put faith into the crowd that they'll get drunk. Cause basically we just do it to support like the bar. You know what I mean? So, but like, if I wanted to, we could like charge a cover we could ask that everybody silence their phones. We could be quiet. We could like have rules. If you're in here, you can, we're not like that. We're just like, this is a bar. There's a comedy show going on here. There's no cover. And just like, it's up to the comedian really to get every person in the room engaged, which is stressful. And some people can't do it. I mean, and like, sometimes I can't, you know, you can't sometimes, and that sucks. And, um, 
But that's just part of what makes it such a nut job thing. Is it, it's like truly, it's like a truly a bar show. Like it's it, it gets rowdy. The the your ability to actually get through the performance is dependent upon how wasted everybody is. And uh, I do shush people. Like I'll run around the bar and be like, guys, be quiet. But uh, we don't do anything past that. But sometimes they're not like that. That's what I mean. Like every audience each week is kind of different. Like sometimes, like like this Wednesday was by far the best show we had all year. Oh yeah. And it was because it was just like a comedy club. Like the, we had a great lineup. And the audience came in and they were all excited for the show and they were quietly like, you know, the, like they were drinking before the show started. Then the show started and, you know, I, Isaac was hosting, but I brought him up and I always can tell within the first 30 seconds what the crowd's like. You know what I mean? Even, like, even bringing up Isaac, I'm not even doing bits. I'm just like, hey, guys, who's ready for a great show? And you can feel the energy versus versus like on a night where I know it's going to be crazy. It's like, hey, guys, who's ready for a great show? You could just see everybody just talking, not looking at you like, come on. Hey, guys, remember the comedy show? Like we're going to. Are you ready for it? And they're all still talking. Come on, guys. No, guys, the show. <laughs> Mark Norman's going to be. You know, so you're when, like- <laughs> you're, when, when you're booking comedians on yeah. your show, yeah. are you thinking about how well they could potentially deal with a different type of audience? No, uh, not anymore. Like, right, we'll, we'll see we, we if they can do it. We used to. We used to. We used to think about that stuff. But now it's like we feel like we've been around long enough where that people should know. Everybody who's done the know, show knows. They, know. they don't know that they, they've done. They know the deal. Everybody knows that it can be a great show. I yeah. feel like everybody that's done it. It's pretty pretty crazy how like good of the lineups you get also just for having a free show. I think people like yeah. it because it's so freaking different. Like there's yeah. nothing like it in the city, you know? Yeah, it's I appreciate that. It's I appreciate impressive. that. Yeah. I think there's nothing like it in the city. Definitely. We do. Have, we're fortunate to have sick lineups um, because like we do always have an audience and they're always pretty engaged. It's just a matter of like what type of engagement they're giving you. Yeah, you know, it can either be really positive or negative. Do. Yeah. But it's interesting to watch like how different comics handle it. And also like I've learned a lot about comedy from watching some of my favorite comedians navigate the village idiot show because like, you know, there'll be times where I just can't like it doesn't happen as much anymore because I'm so used to that room. I think of it like my home court, but, uh, but like, I, well, I just can't get them, you know, and nobody can get like three, four comics in. Like, it's like no one's really having a good set, but then some great comic will come and they'll get them, you know, they'll murder. And I'll be like, see, that's what separates, you know what I mean? Like, so, like re- I, what I've learned about Village Idiot is a fantastic comedians can, can, they can get every single person to listen to them no matter what's going on in the room. And that's been kind of interesting to watch some great, like great comedians do that. And I've learned a lot about myself watching other people do that. It's like, what are they doing differently? Where they're, they're like everybody, every, four people in a row just bombed. But then this one person went up and just crushed. If you can kill at our show. Yeah. You're a good comic, right? You're pretty good. I mean, that's like sad. also you're learning a lot about yourself. Yes. Like, uh, because it doesn't mean you're a good comic or a bad comic. It just means like you've learned a very valuable, like, you know, a very valuable skill, which is like, like, when you go, when you're, when, if you kill at our show and if it's a, like, like I said, sometimes it's not a rough show. So just to be clear, sometimes it's an awesome show and everybody kills and like the audience is, it's not always, but it, it, when it's crazy, it's, it's fucking crazy. You never you really know, know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get. We don't do anything a, to change that. When you go to a comedy <laughs> club, you kind of know what you're yeah, going to you know get. What you're gonna get. You know, maybe the people will love you or they'll like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or they'll you like you. know what you're going to do. And this, the, the way the a comedy club presents itself is going to be the same. You're going to drink your two drinks. You're going to sit in the chairs. The lights are going to come down. Someone's going to say, Hey, are you guys ready for a great show? Like we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like the show just kind of starts in the middle of a bar. And, but if you can kill in that room, like then when you go on, to like do other stuff like you said like on the road or at an actual club like it's like it's for me it's like operating without these like it's like these weights on you know it's like i know i've cut through this crazy stuff before i can handle this do you ever have chris rock or dave Chappelle do the show yet yeah right dude that's a there's like no one at that caliber has done the show uh i mean not far off dude we've gotten like not far off pretty amazing comedians yeah and i'm proud to say i mean dude every working comedian in new york 
Who's like a legit much. working comedian in New York, I'd say probably has done it. I think so. I'd say I'll give I, you that I, credit. I, I always tell people that the, we, we have, like, we've had, like, well, you know, in terms of those people, like, we pick, like, our, like, Isaac and I, like, our favorite comedians, and we try to get them to do the show. Yeah. Because that's just cool. It's a beautiful thing. For yeah, us. Sure. So they do it. But then there's, like, another level where it's, like, they're our favorite comedians, but we have no way of contacting them, you know? Back in the day, like years ago when we started it, we, we, we couldn't reach people. We didn't, you know, we would like wait. We would like wait outside the stand and like try to catch people and stuff. Like there's some people that are even further unreachable from that. For us, it's like very cool. The coolest ones for us is like when Ari Shafir has come by. That's been amazingly cool. And he's such a cool guy and it's cool of him to do it. And obviously Mark has come by and done it a million times. And uh, like those, those types of people. Maddie Smith, she's one of my favorites when she's on. But like, there's certain people like it's like, could we get Louis C.K. to do, even? Could we get Dave Chappelle to? I mean, not Dave Chappelle, Dave Attell to do the show. That's like a dream of mine. But I could never. I don't even have the balls to ask him. You have. You, well, you talk about connecting with some of these comics. <laughs> it's crazy how accessible people have become through Instagram DM. Yeah, you know, like reaching out to these comics and waiting outside the stand is shit that you like <laughs> had to do like three, three plus years ago, or even before the pandemic. Yeah. But now, like I remember when we started doing our show around like probably two years ago around this time. Yeah. And one of the first shows we did, it was like the first show back. So I was like asking, I was reaching out to everyone. I, le I legitimately probably messaged, messaged uh, Dave Chappelle <laughs> and we ended up having a great lineup. And then from that point forward, I was like, yeah, I can reach out to any single person I want that lives in New York. Who's a comic. Yeah. Would they all get back to me? No, but like a good amount would get back to me. Yeah. Like people love doing comedy. And that's the thing. The amount of comedians that do free shows for years, is like 99% of them. Unless you're going yeah. on the road consistently, the amount of comics that do free shows for a very long period of time is yeah. almost 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. And like all, comics just get it. Like they get what's, as long as there's an, an audience that's attentive, most people are happy to come. I did a show for five people the other night. They did? Nice. It was insane. Nice. I was like, this is great. <laughs> was so, and it was, okay, it was two audience members. Yeah. And then like maybe three other comics, I think, from what I, what I uh, put together, dude. So this is legitimately five people. I, I like a five wild. person. I like a show where there's three three or five people. But can you tell if you're doing well? Like I kind of felt that I was doing well, but I think it was just cause like in my own head, I was like, Oh, that was a good one. That was clever. Uh, that was clever. Yeah. Like they'll laugh. At, you know, at, at that level, if, the, if, if it's just, you're on stage and there's six people staring yes. at you, there's no difference between, in my opinion, than that, than being at like a house party and like telling a story in the kitchen and being like, Hey guys, you don't think so. That's so, an interesting <laughs> way to put that though, because people would be so much more comfortable. Just your average guy. Who's like, good socially is so comfortable telling a story and holding court in the kitchen. Yeah. People, I, almost every single person would rather do that than go on the stage and tell jokes to six people. Though. Well, that's how I, that's not, like, that's just, I'm not saying I do it successfully every time, but that, that's how I approach a six person show is I get on stage and I'm like, Hey guys, we're chilling, right? Like who wants to hear a story? Like I, I try to like, like just like act like they're watching me, like we're friends and I'm telling you something that's funny. That's like, like, that's how I try to, I mean, I, I take the same approach, honestly, with a big crowd too, but it's different with like six people where you're like, like, yeah, you just staring. You can't be theatrical really with six people. Like I'll tend to be like, you know, do voices and impressions and kind of big characters, but it, you, I, I feel like you kind of have to roll it back a little bit. Like you're just, you're just with six people. You can't, it's like if you were at a house party and you had one person in the kitchen that was like, yeah, dude. And then I walked into the bar and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody like, this yeah. guy's out of his mind. You right. know, like I'm just kind of different just... if everyone at the house party was listening, <laughs> right? Like then, you yeah, yeah. Then it. maybe, but like, if you're just yeah. talking to a bunch of people, you, you're not going to, you're not prone to act like a psycho in a small conversation. And then again, getting back to how New York is really the only place you can do that. You know, that yeah. you will never do a show anywhere in the country for six people just because that place <laughs> would probably be closed. I think, uh, 
I leave those shows though. I don't leave like I'm like, dude, I fucking kill. <laughs> like I'll be happy if I get last from three people. Like I, to me, I'm like, I had a spot tonight. That was great. Like that's what makes that's comedy, dude. And every comedian is like that. There's no comedian in the city. I swear. There is no comedian in the city. It doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't matter who you are, how many Instagram followers you have. The, some, we've had shows at Village Idiot where the turnout was light, right? And I'm, I'll be, like, embarrassed if you have somebody really big on the show and there's no audience. I'm like, I'm sorry, there's no audience. They don't care. Like, nobody really seems to care. They're just like, dude, I don't fucking care. This is, this is great. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that's specifically New York. And I, 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 I don't know. I would think that I would lean towards saying that, yeah, it might be New York. Yeah. You know, because if you did that anywhere else in the in the world, you'd be like, I'm in this secondary market and this fucking happened. You know, you're in New York. You're like, you have how many comedy shows going on on a given Thursday night, bro? So many, dude. 50? Like Easily. legit comedy shows? 50, probably. It's a lot of comedy, especially in, in this area. Like if you're by the West Village, East Village. Dung, dung. Yeah, below, <laughs> below uh, probably 59th Street, right? Well, every club is running millions of shows, and then yes. you have all these other produced shows all around, and then you have, like, really amazing produced shows, like executive produced shows, like UO or something like that going on. Yeah, there's on, on tons of competition. But I think that's the thing about New York is it's like, yeah, like, I think the comedians are bouncing around. They don't, they're just happy to have an Like, people, people are stoked to do comedy, I think. I haven't left the city too much to do comedy. One year ago today, I went to Chicago to bomb that was the worst that i ever had <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah. what uh what venue okay so this is a great story this was one year ago today i was thinking about this april all, 1st april fool's day but it was it, you're gonna tell us a real story right you're not gonna be like april fools at the end no, of the I, story. I swear this is a real story but you're right you're not gonna say april i fools would, after I would it. no no, no I, would, I swear i won't do that i would never do an april fool's day. all right stay tuned yeah. <laughs> no, I will. I will. This is, anyone who knows me knows that this is a real story like this was one year ago it's a village idiot did a, we, we, we had in our heads that every year on April Fool's Day, we'd go on the road and we would do a, uh, Love that. we would do a, an April Fool's Day show on the road. And last year was our first pilot when we went to Chicago and, uh, we didn't do one this year, obviously you can tell, but we, we, we went last year, we partnered with a bar and so it was, it was a brewery on tour brewing company and they were amazing. The staff was inc- like, it was, it was a, it was a fine partnership. Um, and why Chicago before you get into it? Because I love Chicago. I just I was like, let's just go somewhere I want to go. Like we should like there was really no thought besides that. I heard they have a great comedy scene. Sure. You know, I was like, we'll check out the Lincoln Lodge, we'll walk around, we'll go to the Laugh Factory, blah, blah, blah. I knew some people, some comics in Chicago. My friend Jess Levin was was there at the time. Jess so like, Levin, she was on the couch. Shout Jess, out Jess. <laughs> oh yeah, well, she, Jess is amazing. Yeah. So she was in Chicago at the time. I was like, Jess can do the show. Da 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 da. Jess will host Jess hosted the show. You know, we produced this big show. And uh, it was a huge brewery. And we filled it up like, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people in this in this room. Like right. it, this is it, sounding good. It, and, you know, and everybody kind of knew like I, I brought it was me, Isaac, Nick Talelli came, Dan Janine came and the four of us went. We came together to Chicago and we, we did this big show and uh, everybody in the room knew I produced the show and everybody uh, there was people there that knew me like throughout my life, like people I used to work with and stuff like everybody came to see the show in Chicago that was in the Illinois area. And I just went up and I just zero, I would say zero bombed for like about 15 to 20 minutes straight. Just like not getting a single re I mean, bombing, bombing, bombing. What was dude. different? Oh man. Did you eat right before you went on stage? Nah, nah, nah. All right, Drink well, a brew? I was a much different comic a year ago. Uh, and it was uh, that, that, mo- that day single-handedly changed my whole approach because uh, well, and what happened, what happened was like, first we were, I was co- we were cocky. I was cocky in that. I thought there was no way something like that could happen because everybody was there for like, we, we saw people knew us with the energy in the room was amazing. You know, we were stoked. 
And uh, I was like, okay, well, like they're on board. Like, but uh, first, one of the Chicago guys went up, and they were like, all right. And then someone else went up, and it was all right. And then I was the first of the New York guys to go up. And then and Jess Levin was up too. So I go up and just bomb, 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 just bomb, just bombing. And I was like, all right, I really fell apart. Then uh, Dan and Isaac went. They both also didn't. I would say not got them. <laughs> Tulelli, if you're watching. He, he, yeah, he's funny. He, he's funny he survived. Guy. And then Matt Pavich actually closed it. He was out there at that time. He killed. So it was like, I was like, all right. So, but the, that was a very devastating. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. It was like, we flew to Chicago, <laughs> Chicago to zero bomb and ruin these people's lives. You know what I mean? It was, it was awesome. And I, I learned a lot about my standup then. Uh, that, that was a really a transformative moment for me. It was one year ago today because when I got back, I was all depressed. And I was like, dude, like I, I guess I suck uh, a lot. You know what I mean? And I was, I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I was talking, I was at a, I was at the comedy shop. This was like a week later and I was talking to Brandon Barrera and we went to seventh street burger and he goes, uh, I go, you know, can I ask you a question? I go, what do you think about my standup? And he's like, you can't, you know, you're kind of just up there yelling. You gotta, you know, I used to yell a lot too, but you got, you, you don't have any, he goes, you don't have any premises. That's what he told me. And that was the best feedback I ever got. Bro, that's so funny, man. I did a show in Miami and I had felt that I didn't do as great too. This was over Art Basel. And Brandon Barrera was doing the show as well, dude. <laughs> really? I was like, fuck, I didn't do so well. <laughs> like, I was getting laughs as whatever. He's like, you're funny. You were getting laughs. Yeah. He's like, but stand still. Yeah. Unless you're doing an act out, stand still. You're moving around <laughs> too much out there. And then literally for like the next like 30 sets up yeah. until like, I guess probably like four or five weeks ago, I was thinking like, stop moving around so much unless you're doing an act out. Yeah. So it's like, that was like a good, that was a good moment for me. He was like, you didn't bomb. That other girl who went up before that, they, <laughs> she bombed. They don't like her. He's talking about that. But it was like, it, it was actually, it was an, it was a nice, uh, nice moment, I think. And also when you get criticism or tips from another comic, it rarely happens. And in a nice way. Uh, I want I think that. It was I mean, great. I'm, I, especially well, yeah, you I, asked him. That's I asked so him. funny, I, dude, I'm that desperate. I had kind of a moment like that, too. I take feedback well. You know, like, I want feedback. I want to be good. So it's like, I'll always ask people, like, what I can be doing better. If a, if a great comedian, like, uh, gives me, like, some, like, Ian Finance one time gave me some advice, and I was so grateful. You know, like, I don't, I don't take it personally. Like, I want to be good. I, like, I want to be as best as I can. So it's like, if I'm up there, this was a year ago. This I haven't bombed like that since then. That was one, like, that was the worst bomb I ever had in my whole, the whole time I was doing comedy. But it's like, if, 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 if like what happened, like, I just want to know, like, like I learned so much about my set that night. What you do know? you think happened? Uh, back then I didn't, um, I didn't take enough space when I got on stage to establish a connection with the audience. I, I, at that time I just started ram I, I used to just ramble off bits as soon as I got on stage, but I, I didn't have any kind of meaningful, like we weren't on the same page, I, I think. And I used to do a lot more, like I just get up, I used to yell a lot. Uh, I used to be like, blah, blah. I was just like yelling. I don't really do that anymore. Now, now I realize that the goal is to be myself on stage. Like the way I am off stage, I want to be that person on stage. I used to think I had to be somebody else on stage. That's the main difference. I, I was like, I'm going to go on stage and I have this kind of character and I act like a psycho and I have these jokes, but like, that's not who I am. But I found it so hard to be myself on stage and I'm, I'm still working on it but it's like now the closer the better i get at stand-up is me closer to being myself in front of a, like the hundreds of people i do way better when i'm just trying to be the same guy i was off stage five minutes ago than yeah. i was on stage but some comics i feel like do have that character when they're on stage like wow he's so different than he was on stage like, but what, the thing is it? dude is like but people like that i think that's who they really are like 
so there's some comics I see them on comfortable on stage. stage. They only feel like themselves on stage. And when they're off stage, they're weird and they're awkward and they're socially talks about that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, how many people we know? I mean, we know people like this. So you can't. It's like talking to a brick wall in real life, and then they go on stage. They're like, like you know, like you know, it happens all the time. But I, but I think for me, off stage. I'm, I am kind of like a nut anyway. I just need to be that way on. Like, I need to be myself. Like, if you're at a part, I think everybody that does stand-up comedy, I've always said this to everybody, no matter what level you're at, every, everybody that does it at some point in their lives, someone, their friend or someone was like, dude, you're like the funniest person I know. You should do stand-up comedy. And like, okay, but what made that person say that? How can you be that person on stage in front of a room? You know what I mean? Like, in front of a room full of strangers. Like, you gotta how, be loose. You gotta, you gotta be yourself. And it's so hard. It's so ah. hard to be yourself. Ah. I think ah. <laughs> I'm trying to be myself. So a year ago, I just wasn't being myself. I went up and started doing these crazy act outs and stuff. Oh, dude, that's crazy, man. That's where if, I'm if at. You think now. about life. You'll be the happiest when you're just yourself, dude. Just Stop yourself. drowning out and smoking too much weed. Stop drowning out and maybe drinking too much alcohol. You got to yeah. be up there and be like, all right, how can I become a better version of myself? Yeah. How can By I next week? <laughs> how can I, bro? I busted out a twenty-five minute set in my mirror before you came over. I was did like, you really? Dope. Yeah, I went to the gym and I was like, "Fuck, am I gonna really bust out a set before Ginsburg gets over here?" <laughs> and I did, and I gave myself an A on that performance. That's good. That's yeah. good. So I'll do that nowadays. I'm just like doing. You'll sets do a in set the mirror. in the mirror, yeah, and then give Damn. myself a letter grade after it. How, how do you how do you write jokes? I kind of oh shit oh, oh shit he spilled again. Sorry. Speaking what? of writing jokes, I used to have your. Uh, Hold on. I spilt the. You, you want to go get a new paper towel? Oh, you still have it? it. You oh, might need yeah. more of that. How do I write my jokes, bro? Yeah, uh, I, jokes. I mean, it just depends kind of where I'm at at the particular time. If I have something that is a more, more full, full out idea, yeah. I'll write it down on a piece of paper. But I use my phone a lot these days. I, I won't shy away from using my phone when I see something weird or interesting. No, you know, if I have like a quick thought. Do you just have a lot of coffee in that cup? What's the deal? I guess no, the they always I, I got it from the place the next to your uh, apartment, by the way. And the, yeah. the I will say that they didn't put the lid on right. So that's what the problem is. All right. Well, I know which one you're talking about. That's why I don't get coffee from there. I'm a star. I never will again. See, I see you seem like the kind of guy who takes his table very seriously. So I'm sorry. Sure. That, well, bro, just because I, ha I have to wipe it like um, almost every day, because sometimes I'll just get ash like weed ash on oh, here. OK, well, you if you get I mean? weed, if you get weed ash on here, then I feel less bad about the coffee. Less spill. bad about putting milk on the coffee. Uh, table? If it's about the milk, I feel less bad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> don't worry about it, bro. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so right. I won't drink this anymore. Let's go back to your joke, right? Yeah. Do you just stories, funny things that I notice, things that I'll remember, and I'll just write it down, and then I'll expand on those stories or things that I've written down, or be like, oh, like that time when I was staying with my dad in a hotel and he wouldn't stop snoring, and then my <laughs> dream became his snores, and now I'm in the forest with my dad sawing down logs. I wake up, my dad is snoring next to me. Oh, I thought we were in the forest. And you know, it, things like that. In your and you put it down in your phone. Yeah. 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 So you'll, will you just be walking and then you'll remember these things and then you write them down? Yes. That's what I do. Yeah. That's how I, I, I feel I, like that's gotta be the way that we should all kind of be doing it these days. We have the phone. It's so accessible. I understand you want to differentiate. Like I still have a notebook for my jokes, yeah. but I don't have every single joke in that notebook. Like I would, ha I have way more jokes in my phone on the oh, iCloud for sure, for sure. than in a notebook. Cause that's just how it is these days. It's so much easier to type and bro, I can write three jokes in the same amount of time that I could handwrite one joke. You no, know, for sure. I, I, process is interesting to me, though, because I, I have a lot of comedian friends who yeah. they like they're like, all right, you know, hey, I have one to three p.m. open today. I'm going to sit down in a coffee shop. And I'm going to write. 
And I, I just can't do that. Like, no, I can't sit down and be like, time for me to be to write these jokes. Like, I'll, I'll be like walking around. I'll be like, you know what's funny? Loneliness. And then I'll start yeah. writing things down. Like, it, it'll stop me in my tracks. And think, and then you have to write it in the, I write it in the phone. And then I get like the bullet points of what I, and that's kind of how I write. It. And then I take it and then it's like, and then, but I, there's no, I can't, I can't decide to write. Some people can, I can't. I think when it comes to sketches, I can decide to write. Yeah. So if I am like, all right, I got to write a, I'm filming tomorrow. I have an hour to write a sketch. Like that's when I can really lock in. And then once I get those first few lines, I'm flowing like for 30, it'll take me like 30 minutes to write a sketch. I I find the process of all this stuff like pretty interesting because everybody has a different one and uh, it's just wild, man. Yeah, and there's no real way to teach people to do it or correct somebody how they're doing it. You know, it's like no. kind of like Lil Wayne will come in the studio 15 minutes later, <laughs> you owe him a million dollars and he's got a verse. <laughs> Other artists will come in the studio, take them three weeks to get the vocals right, well, write I, everything down. I've heard that some comedians, like at the at the highest level, like at the greatest level. So if you took someone like, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to uh, some comedians that know Louis, right? And they'll Louis be like, C.K. Louis C.K., and he can take an idea that he has because he's been doing comedy for 40 years and he's probably, you know, at, 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 that's what I mean, operating at a high level. I could never, no, I'm saying I can, I'm not saying I can do this. But he apparently, he, I'm not saying I know this either. Someone told me that this is what he does. He can take a, a joke, a concept that he just thought of and run it through whatever mechanism in his brain turns it into like a, uh, a joke, the setup, the premise, the punchline, you know what I mean? In his style and can go do it in front of 5,000 people like that night and get laughs you know what i mean as if that's the first time he's done it yeah because he can churn it through like a mechanism but i find that that's like knowing yourself at such a high at such a high level like i can't i can take a, a concept that i think is funny but it's a lot of work for me to communicate it to a crowd like to get it to a point where it's a joke like that, that, that's kind of, that's that to me, that's the hard part of writing comedies. It's Relate like, what's in your head to the audience, to the audience. member. Well, that's why you bump, you know, like when you're, when you have a new joke, it's like, I'm convinced that this is funny and I'm not, I'm not articulating what's funny about it. So people are just like, the fuck? Like, you think it's funny that you, you know what I mean? That you're bald or whatever. That's like, also <laughs> something that I think that comedians will get jammed up in. Like the idea in their head is, is funny, yeah. but they run it one time and it didn't hit. Maybe the second time they stumbled over their words and then they're like, all right, well, the first two times they didn't really laugh at it. But maybe if you, you know, develop the joke more the third time, it'd be a joke that you can use all the time. Yeah. So, and that's also kind of learning, you know. Well, Chris, uh, you know, I don't know if you know Chris, Chris Brown, the comic, but he's a comic. I haven't seen him in a long time, but he's, he's a friend of mine. And uh, he gave me some advice early on years ago. And he said that when he's like, he's like, yeah, man, like when you're doing, I'm not gonna do an impression of what I almost said, but he was like, he was like, yeah, man, when you're doing like a, say you're, you have a new bit and you're working it out and no one's laughing. He's like, but you'll get the, you'll hear those little nuggets of chuckles and things like that. It's like, that's the stuff. Like, like you go back, you listen to your recording and like where those little, it's like, that's the stuff that like has some, you know, there's something there. And then you flesh that out and that's how you get to the joke. But for me, I still have that pro I have to do that. I have to like go up say what I think is funny about it, try to get some laughs, bomb, build it up, find the funny stuff, keep writing, keep doing it until it becomes a thing. Whereas like, I think someone at a super advanced level can like write a joke quickly because they know themselves and they know how they make jokes and they know what their point of view is. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Who knows, Ted? It's a deep, it's a deep, it's a crazy world we're in, man. Us artists, you know? Yeah, man. You consider yourself an artist? There's no real way to do it. I do. Look at this fucking thing I made. Yes, of course I do. We're actually getting a new sign, guys, in about a week and a half. It's the same one, but it's just better printed. This is just, it's had a a life or two, bro. 
printed what do you mean like you uh, a, a kid made the design like this but mm -hmm. it, it's just like actually on a poster board oh okay so it'll be uh, a little bit more easy to stick to the wall nice as we're still here in the studio for you know the next few months before we move to uh you're moving to the uh, top of the empire state building are you really live from ted jones world you're, you're moving yeah we'll see no 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 not not at the moment uh, you're moving to the podcast the studio uh, are, are you a big crystals future, guy, brother. by the way? I noticed you got crystal crystals. meth or yeah, I like the crystal meth that we cooked. The crystal yeah. meth, absolutely. Oh, dude, you just sound like Jesse. Payton. That's what I was trying I'm, to I'm do. Sure, you just tried to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, crystals, rose quartz. I don't know, bro. I bought that shit on Amazon a while ago. I'm a big crystal. When some guy. girl that I was seeing was like, oh, yeah, yeah, silver ones, See, that's the thing about. Like, See, that's because you're a girl. That, that all makes sense. That's why you're a girlfriend guy because you got crystals for because. No, 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 no. I'm not a girlfriend guy, but like, wow. I'm a huge crystal guy, so I like the rose quartz. Oh, nice. I have crystals all over my apartment. Oh, right. Like also, your uh, Twitch stream is kind of like crystal environment. Yeah, that's my apartment. You know what I mean? So oh, dope. <laughs> all right. Yeah, who's up with the burgers is shot locally at uh, Andrew Ginsburg's apartment in my in my fun room. Dope, dude. You guys are you guys are a good time. Thanks, you guys man. are a nice hang. I find that. Um, no offense to you, but I find that the two, two guys who host a show mm -hmm. usually are pretty cool dudes. Because you can't have two fucking weirdos host a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. No, it just right. wouldn't work. It does, well, yeah, exactly. And there are shows with two weirdos, Rama. They don't work. You think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Sometimes I can't even there's, talk There's some weirdos out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, me and Isaac are, you know, we're friends. We're good. We're, yeah. we're, we spend more time together than with anybody else in the whole entire world. Oh, yeah? There's no one I spend more time with on the planet than Isaac Gartenberg. That's cute. Does he have a girlfriend? I don't think so, no. You would know that though, maybe if you did. We don't talk time. about relationships. <laughs> you don't have time to fucking discuss that shit, dude. With all the shit, <laughs> all we you talk guys about is on. business. That's what we talk about, business, pal. Um, and we we discuss business, and we and we and that's it. And uh, but yeah, I spend a lot of time with that guy. You know, that's where I'm at. So, but I uh, back to when we started the podcast. I do think I should I should probably date more. I think it'd be good if I had a partner now at this point in my life, right? You ready I'm for it? About to be 35, bro. Do you want kids? No. Ah. Do you find that maybe it would be harder to find a woman around the same age as you who doesn't want kids? Or <laughs> yeah, what are you I think it, for? I think it's going to be hard to find a woman who uh, wants to date somebody who is out every night till three in the morning and has no interest in them. Well, maybe not so if you look for a younger girl, dude. They like that kind of shit, bro. They're going to be out that late partying, freaking well, taking I don't, Molly I don't want that. shit. I, I don't want that though. Right, I don't want to date some Molly girl. <laughs> are you crazy? Unless her name is Molly. If her name was Molly and then she took Molly, then maybe <laughs> that's fine. If the puzzle fits, the puzzle piece fits. You know what I mean? That's very beautiful. That's that's a well well said, dude. If the if the puzzle <laughs> the puzzle fits, the puzzle piece fits. That's Ted Jones, dude. Andrew Ginsburg, this has been freaking great, dude. Thanks so much for coming on the pod. We covered quite a bit of topics. Dude, this is my third appearance on the Ted Jones pod, and bro. Third of. 50 millions third of 50 million i appreciate you having me i'm sorry i spilled coffee on your table all good i'll see you next time you came in on time man you balanced it out andrew <laughs> ginsburg bro before we get out of here village idiot comedy show and who's pop up, up pop up birds. your instagram and who's up with the birds but pop up your instagram right here let oh, us know yeah i'm on instagram at insta ginsburg g-i-n-s-b-e-r-g clever and follow with the bergs for funny clips Follow you want clips, don't you? Follow us. Follow this guy; he's freaking hilarious. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in, watching. Like the goddamn video. Subscribe to the podcast. Write a review. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Godspeed.